Our scripture reading from the day comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just have you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm really excited about our conversation today. Uh, early in the summer when we talked about wanting to have conversations with people, uh, we made a list of people we wanted to talk to, and the person sitting with me now was one of the first names we said. Um, <laughs> so I want to introduce you to my friend, uh, Father Doug Floyd. Uh, Father Doug is a pre the priest at St. Brendan's Anglican Church here in Blount County. Um, and like I said, he's a great friend to me, someone who loves me and supports me and cheers me on and teaches me and mentors me and all <laughs> kinds of things. Um, and not just me, but also our church. Uh, he loves and cheers for and supports and does so much for our church. So um, he also, fun fact, has uh, the maybe loudest and holiest laugh <laughs> I've ever heard. So um, some of you know him, some of you don't. So I wanted to get started by just asking you a series of questions or statements and you can just answer true or false okay. to these things. I just These are some things I really want people to know about you, but um, true or false, you have hosted your own radio show. True. Uh, true or false, you have been a fiery Pentecostal. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, true or false, you are a magician. True. <laughs> true or false, you are a mall walker. Oh, true. <laughs> very, very true. Um, one of our uh, me meeting locations is TJ Maxx. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> while your wife is shopping. Um, true or false, you have planted churches, not just church. You have been part true. of what, right? Um, true or false, you have a clown car in your garage. Oh, I do. It's true. <laughs> ah, how'd you get to that one? <laughs> had, a, had secret help with that one. <laughs> it's true. Oh. Um, so those are some very important things that you need to know about my friend. Um, but <laughs> um, Okay, so for the last few weeks, we have been um, talking really intentionally about spiritual formation. 
And the definition that we've used is from Robert Mulholland in Invitation to a Journey, and he says, uh, spiritual formation is being conformed to the image of Christ for the good of others. And so that's sort of been how our lens by which we've looked at spiritual formation. And then um, as we've done that, we've tried to talk about like practices and disciplines and ways like way, things that we can do to form our own souls. And so um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, are there things that you do like uh, practices or disciplines that you do daily or like in seasons of your life that have been really formative? I feel like um, a lot of people when they ask questions about this, they, they're like, I've been reading this devotional for a long time, but maybe they don't have a wider lens of spiritual disciplines and practices and things like that. So we just talk about what, okay. what that looks like in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have usually uh, adapted uh, based on the season of life, based on part of my life in ministry has been <laughs> bivocational. So I worked in business world and so I would... That's why I started drinking coffee, so I, so I could have a reason to go to a coffee shop. I like to pray the daily office, which is an Anglican thing, uh, in coffee shops, mm -hmm. uh, which most Anglican priests don't understand. They're like, it doesn't make sense. It should be quiet and maybe have uh, incense burning or something. But I like the white noise, but... Uh, as it stands, I haven't been able to do that lately. I know. <laughs> but there is something I like to do that... Uh, so a lot of disciplines, on the one hand, you have... Uh, there are a series of great disciplines that have been handed down through the church that are tried and true practices. In one sense, all disciplines, I'll say, uh, have to do with... Uh, in one sense, they have to do with repentance. They're all about turning to Christ. Hmm. And so the word repentance being turning, uh, metanoia. But, but there isn't actually another word. This is a distraction, but maybe it'll answer this. And yeah, if not, you tell me. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, there's another word we use, uh, conversion, or the Latin word conversio, which uh, actually has to do with the movement of the heavens. Hmm. And so it has to do with the movement from a seed to a fruit. Hmm. Something being planted in the ground, growing up into a plant, producing fruit. So there's your image of spiritual uh, formation. Mm -hmm. So conversion is a great word. And, and so metanoia doesn't have the same kind of meaning, but it, they both have to do with turning. Uh, so the movement. And so for me, there's in, one of the things that stood out to me, not just during the recent times, but over the last few years, is uh, is the importance of reading prayers aloud yeah. and reading scripture aloud yeah. and read, reading it slowly. So the, if you followed, let's say, uh, the Book of Common Prayer, it's a 15 to 20 minute, maybe 30 minute prayer service. It's easier for me to, to pray part of it and pray it much slower. Mm. Uh, I need to, to speak and pray things slowly sometimes. <laughs> And so I found, uh, I, I do a Bible study with my nephew and another young man, and people want me to use a typical, I can't use the word evangelical anymore, a typical uh, Christian yeah, there you go. <laughs> technique for uh, Bible study. It usually uh -huh. involves, uh, eventually you're going to get to application, right, you have a series right, of right. steps. 
What we do is read the Bible out loud. That is mm. the Bible study. Wow. And and so someone says, well, what about, you know, the application and this and that? So it, it I was thinking about this when you asked me about mm. disciplines. If my the Bible is like an address to me, God's addressing us. We're being so in that sense, we're being mm -hmm. called to respond. So if a parent tells the child, I don't know, take out the trash, mm -hmm. the child doesn't really sit and analyze it and maybe have a study on what the parent meant. Mm -hmm. They might. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You respond. You either say, I'm not going to do it, or you do it. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, when you hear it, the sense of address comes back. And for me, oh, uh, hearing it helps it. Not that I always, not that every single time I read it out loud, I hear something. But even when we read aloud with my nephew mm -hmm. and his friend, we, you hear things that you don't necessarily hear when you read it quietly and try to go through a whole series of steps of analyzing. Mm -hmm. So the word becomes alive in that moment, in ah, that sense. I love that. Um, reading out loud. So... Uh, okay, so one of the things that has been formational for me and has been a part of our friendship, something that you have been a guide or teacher in, um, and you kind of addressed this when you said that you like doing um, what's thought of as something quiet and alone in a coffee shop full of buzz and noise. I think that that's also a pretty big piece of the spiritual disciplines is that there are they don't all have to be alone in your closet away from everything, you know, that there are things that you can take on the road, so to speak, with you. Yeah. Um, but um, one of the things that uh, has been huge for me is is uh, learning to see the spiritual in the secular. I don't know. There's a, a better word. but it, And so I, I feel like sometimes we'll be talking, and um, I think that we're talking about, uh, I, I have this memory of us talking about when the Joker, the movie The Joker came uh -huh. out. And we, I think we're talking about this movie and then I realize we're talking about life and soul and Jesus and hope. And, and so I just feel like you have, I don't know, such a, um, you're, you're a gift to me in learning how to see spiritual in everything. And so I just wonder if, <laughs> if you would talk about that, just sort of the practice of having eyes to see the spirit of God all over yeah. And all kinds of things. Okay. Uh, now I'm not sure if there's a technique in that. Uh, I have, uh, but there are a couple thoughts. Mm -hmm. I did have, mm -hmm. when I was in college uh, doing a uh, internship at a church in uh, near Nashville, outside of Nashville, in a little town, I was by myself all the time, and I felt the spirit. I'm real more cautious sometimes about, you know, what God's telling us and what our own intuition is telling us. But I felt like I was supposed to go to a movie with God. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't a particularly spiritual movie. But uh, it felt like I was having a conversation while I watched the film. And so that's the first time I ever experienced film in a spiritual way. But I, it was actually years before my understanding of... Uh, Maybe the, the way I thought about the world, and I always like to mention this book, because here's a great book for people, is uh, G.K. Chesterton writes a book called The, the Dumb Ox about uh, Thomas Aquinas. We'll put it in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> about Thomas Aquinas. And this was a shocker, but he's talking about how good creation is. Hmm. And 
it suddenly felt like I was walking on a different planet. Because hmm. I didn't, I grew up with the idea that it's all going to burn anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just what's a matter the point? of time. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> so the fact that things were good, well, it turns out there's a great theological problem mm -hmm. in the early church. Uh, the church struggled with both the goodness of the world and the sinfulness of humanity. Mm. Uh, it keeps coming up. How do you resolve those? And it's a problem the church fathers struggle with. But one of the things uh, that I, I learned, I guess, most from the Orthodox, but is the idea that the earth was created translucent so that everything was translucent to the glory of God. Anywhere you turn, mm -hmm. it was shining God's glory. But in our brokenness, it became opaque. Mm. And so then... And part of our brokenness was that we tried to treat creation like God instead of treating it as a gift from God. Oh. So when that proper order is restored as gift, everything is gift. Mm. So everywhere I turn, it's gift. And so I can watch a movie, read a book, enjoy a Van Morrison song or something like that. And... It, the gift can be presented to me now sometimes once I begin to you begin to view the world that way some things aren't good some things mm -hmm. don't feel like gift then mm -hmm. some things feel like this is this is crushing me I need to yeah to not read it or watch it yeah oh. um one of my favorite uh, things you do. It's a practice of mine, so we bond over poetry. <laughs> we sit in coffee shops and we talk about poetry. This is, this mm -hmm. is, this is our project. Um, but is during COVID, you gave a gift to people who follow you on Facebook. There are a few gifts on Facebook. <laughs> That's what I thought of initially when you said there are things that you find out these are not a gift. I was like, oh, Facebook, usually. But you read poetry in the afternoons. And um, and so I was watching it with my boys one day, and then Huck, my littlest, uh, decided that he needed to offer the same gift that you did. And so he sent this video of him reading the Shel Silverstein oh, yeah. poem to Doug, and it just for me was uh, it was what you're talking about. It was this spiritual soul stirring watching my boy be stirred by something that you're reading to the point that he thinks, oh, I have to do the same thing. I have to give a gift back. Yeah. As well, and it just, it was good for me. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, uh, you're a priest, and uh -huh. you followed Jesus for a really long time. Um, and I'll, at the same time, our world is bananas, and absolutely, it's just been wild for the last few months. And so I just wonder, um, I mean, we're being formed all the time. You don't become a priest and quit being formed anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I just wonder, are there things in the last few months of crazy that you've woken up to about Jesus in maybe a new way or a different way or I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, also, this, this might set that up, but it, you just made me think. I should have said this when we talked about spiritual formation before. So spiritual formation, its roots are in Torah, which is my favorite, one of my favorite things to look at. And, mm -hmm. and. Me and a friend of mine who is, he's a, he truly is a genius. And so... Uh, Torah is in first five books. Yeah, and as in the Decalogue uh, or the yeah. Law, the Ten Commandments. The, it's wisdom. Mm -hmm. So we think of it as legalism, but it's actually wisdom for how to live. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, he's an Einstein expert, and so we. Your friend. Yeah, uh, not me. Oh yeah, and not Moses. But anyway, <laughs> the notion of field theory is that everything in a field is affecting everything else. Mm -hmm. That's a better image of spiritual formation is you're being formed whether you're practicing disciplines or not. Yes. So everything is forming me. Mm -hmm. And so we are in a field right now that is rippling with conflict and tension. And so one of the things we, for me at least, in thinking through this is responding in uh, in ways of, <laughs> this sounds new agey, but I'm not meaning mm -hmm. it like that, but in a way that releases uh, harmony or, 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 or giftedness, mm -hmm. But we, we do it in light of the cross, so everything comes from the cross, uh, cruci of cruciform-shaped giving. And so uh, the first response for me when, especially in the spring when all this fear was rampant, mm -hmm. uh, was to give, to financially give. Wow. To look for places where I knew people would be struggling and say, what do I need to give? Because giving is the res the, almost, this, in a sense, the opposite of fear and protectionism. So instead of trying to protect, what do I let go of? Mm -hmm. And so, and, and the same wow. now, you know, is thinking wow. in terms yeah. of what's going on and, and instead of... Uh, Tightening up your... Yeah, opening up. Opening up. Oh, and, my And uh, even with the, 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 all the tensions in culture, I've, we, I have a lot of conversations, you know. Mm -hmm. And what I usually encourage people to do, as much as I love books, I say, before you read a book on this... Make a friend. Oh. A friend that is different than you is way more important than reading a book about that friend. Mm. Our culture says, oh, here's a list of books you need to read on this issue. Mm -hmm. I'd say go make a good friend and, and let Christ work in that. Mm. Then maybe read a book. Mm. So friendship is such an important spiritual discipline and has been throughout time. But it is a really important thing right now in our culture is to cultivate yeah. friendship. I love that. That makes me think of racial tension and, and all of the stuff that really reached um, new heights or old heights revisited um, this summer. And, and how I think maybe it's like, read this, do this, do this. But I feel like that's a good word on so many things that maybe friendship there is... A yeah. great, a great first step. Have a have a conversation. Yeah. About with someone different than you about their experience about life and. And and that's where uh, social media fails. I mean, yeah. to me, social media is good for stupid memes, dumb videos. You've got uh, some great ones. <laughs> I like puns. to say dumb things. Yeah, <laughs> stupid puns. puns. It is not for me. Now, for some people, they can do it, but for uh -huh. me, it's not a place for political discourse mm -hmm. because. You can't listen to people. We live in a culture that people don't know how to have a good conversation. Mm -hmm. And we need to have conversations. Yeah. Okay, so last question. Okay. Um, can you give us some resources to read with our friends? <laughs> some, some things that we can put in people's hands when we think of. You, um, you, you, brought, you brought some things to us. So. Okay, I brought a few books. And whatever we have time to, I'll, I'll take yeah. the one book. Do the you one want, book. You want yes. to make sure do I do the discuss. one book, and then I'll list the other ones so okay. people can do it. I'll put it in the notes. So, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in graduate school, I was one trying to study how to restore uh, community within church. You know, I was mm -hmm. studying. I was 
very much frustrated with the brokenness and the, uh, I'd been in churches that had split. Mm -hmm. I had literally been in a, a minister's meeting in Knoxville where ministers were threatened to sue each other. Oh my goodness. Um, I had seen so much division. I was content with doing house church for the rest of my life, which mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of house church. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but when I went back to school, I decided to really try to study what does it mean to build community? Well, when I was doing that, I mm -hmm. happened to have a professor who was an expert on creativity and play. And so I did a whole year of study with her on play. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that was the most spiritual thing I did. <laughs> I, I heard this this week. This was huge. Uh, I think it was Brene Brown said, um, she was quoting someone else. She said, the opposite of play is not work. The opposite of play is depression. Oh, that's good. Yes, yeah. it's spiritual play, yeah. spiritual practice. Yeah. So I brought a book, okay. a rather unconventional book. Not everybody will find it valuable, but I found it during that time. But it's actually still in print because this might be a replacement copy. I'm not sure. Uh, you can't see the upside down horses on the back, but it looks fun. <laughs> This was by a, a, this guy's still alive as far as I know, Edward Hayes. He's a Catholic priest, but listen to the title of the book, Holy Fools and Mad Hatters, A Handbook for Hobby Horse Holiness. So that is the ultimate book on spiritual formation. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so this was one of the funnest spiritual books I ever read. One of the things that, that, I'll tell you the number one thing I would get out of a book like this and this is the number one thing in spiritual formation or a lot of these things is is not taking oneself too seriously. Mm. Which Chesterton, that's a big idea for Chesterton, is uh, angels fly because they don't take themselves too seriously. Um, so they're light. Mm. Um, the, the main spiritual mentor in this book is a clown riding around the, the uh, jungle on a unicycle. <laughs> But uh, anyway, Edward Hayes was a rather unconventional Catholic priest, but he was trying to break, he was actually introducing classic spiritual disciplines, and because of him I did a, play, uh, a retreat once on holy play, oh. and I'd love to tell people this story. I was trying to introduce spiritual disciplines, mm -hmm. but I did it on holy play, and I had people finger painting, playing ball out in the yard, but the people that attended many of them were older. I had three mm. people that were in their late 60s, all three of which had never finger painted. Oh! And it was transformative. One man was it. so touched by the retreat, he was a hermit, and he moved to this area just to be a part of the community. Really? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so read the scriptures out loud, get yeah. a friend, and finger paint. <laughs> These are our takeaways for today. Um, thank you. Um, I want to do something. So every week we have a practice at our church. We call Selah. We just stole it from the Psalms. And the idea of a holy pause or a holy breath and not moving on too quickly. And, and the last few weeks we've used that time to do, we did a breath prayer. We've uh, talked about the table, things like that. But I want to use it today. You do something at your church called Prayers of the People um, where you pray for people and, and the president and other churches and other places. And so I want to use just our last few minutes and I just want to pray for you and St. Brendan's. And I want us to pray. Um, I think sometimes in the South, we think that other churches are somehow our competition and I don't think anything could be further from the heart of Jesus. And so um, will you today, will you pray with us now or take a minute at some point in your day and will you pray for Father Doug and St. Brendan? So I'm going to pray for you. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, Father, I thank you. I thank you for Doug. I thank you that um, that you have gifted him to love and serve this entire community. I thank you that you have appointed him um, the chaplain of Vienna Coffee, that you have um, put him in our town for this time. And so I'm so grateful. And so I pray that you... Um, I pray that you would continue to um, make him light and not take himself too seriously as he uh, moves in line and in step with you and with your spirit. And we pray uh, for Doug and for Isaac and for Chase and for the uh, leaders of St. Brendan's, for the people of St. Brendan's. We pray that as leaders, you would continue to fill them with wisdom and courage and kindness as they um, do church in a really crazy time. We pray and ask your blessing on them. Uh, we thank you for the honor and the joy of being their friend and their neighbor. And uh, we love you, and we thank you in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love, ya. love you. Thanks. <laughs>